If you're not doing manufacturer spending right now, you tripping. And I got a free guide for you. Go to catacticsllc.com. Go to free MS 101 guide. Free MS 101 guide. You're going to learn about manufacturer spending if you don't already know about it. If you do know about it, you're going to be more elite at manufacturer spending. catacticsllc.com. Get the free MS 101 guide. Conveniently created for you. Enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a new episode of the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT. Hopefully y'all feeling blessed. Hopefully y'all feeling amazing. Hopefully y'all feeling great. As you can see in the title, we're going to talk about consumer law today. But before we get into it, just a couple updates. Not too many updates, but just a couple updates. First of all, I hope y'all, you know, having a great week. Great start to your week if you watch the episode on Sundays. But yeah, number one, go ahead and follow our social media page. So is LLC. IG. If you ain't following it, if you've been listening to all these episodes and you know you weird, don't be weird. So follow CA Tactics LLC. We got constant um, posts on there helping y'all with credit and things of that nature. So yeah, go ahead and follow the page. If you want to follow my personal page, you can at Mike O Benjamin M I C H O B E N J A M I N. You can go ahead and follow that. So update number one. It's really only like a couple of days. So update number one, I posted on my personal IG about the fact I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be basically helping 10 people as far as understanding consumer law. So it's, it's basically a private class, just to let y'all know. So let's, you know, let's get an applause for the private class. You know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of y'all listen to these episodes, you know, when we say consumer ammunition tactics. Obviously, there's no consumer ammunition tactics without consumer law. So as I'm quoting these laws, as I bring on guests that are talking about these laws, you may not, not, you may not be familiar with all of the laws that we're talking about. Maybe you're not familiar with the fact that it is a language. Maybe you're not familiar with the fact of you know, fairness and accuracy in terms of what Congress m- meant when they put that in the FCRA. You know what I'm saying? So I just decided it would be something valuable to really help those of y'all that may not know and bring y'all up to speed, if that makes sense. So yeah, I posted on my IG. I saw I'm looking to help 10 people as far as consumer logos and removing items from their report or deleting items from their report. Remember, it's a language. So I just basically told people to DM me the word consumer. So when I posted that, to be honest, I didn't really know what the reception would be like, but a lot of y'all was DMing me, you know, consumer, consumer, consumer. But the the fact of the matter is some of y'all are, I guess, ahead as far as what I'm looking for in the audience for, for the private class. Because if you've consistently deleted items from your consumer report using consumer law, that's not what this master class is for. 
I know new people are figuring out about the podcast constantly every day. So if you're listening to this episode right now, if you haven't used Consumer Law to actually delete items from your report, if you don't fully understand um, the different statutes of the Consumer Law, if you don't fully understand like 15 U.S.C. 1681 C-2 is a block of information, 15 U.S.C. 1681 B number two is talking about the written um, accordance of the written instructions of the consumer. If you don't know the laws like that, like you can't just quote it off the top of your head, then I believe that this masterclass could be for you. So yeah, if you happen to be listening before I actually do the class, definitely DM me the word consumer, and then I'll send you the application and see if you can apply. Um, it's not free. You know, people, people when, when they don't pay, they don't pay attention. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. It's it's very it's very cheap to be honest, but it's but it's not free, is what I'm saying. So just just keep that in mind as you DM me. So if you're someone that's like, oh, I'm worried about the price and all that, just worry about how much it's costing you not to get access to that information, how much it's costing you not to know how to take control of your consumer report. So really just um understand that. If you are the person that you think it's for you, go ahead and DM me. But the thing too is I may do it I may do it next Sunday to be honest so the class might already be done before February starts so if that is the case I'm sure I'll have the replay you can go to um catactusllc.com I'll probably have the replay somewhere around there you know just for some kind of discounted price or something so yeah just keep that in mind if y'all want to pull up Definitely DM me the word consumer, and then I'll send you send you the application, and then I'll see if you actually qualify. Like I said, most people haven't qualified, whether they are too ahead or what. But just understand, this is just the beginning. So this is the first private class I'm doing of a series. It's just something I thought of doing randomly because of me being in a challenge. So I'm in a challenge. It's a digital product challenge. And basically, I was I was told, like, you know, go ahead and post about helping 10 people because of the fact that, you know, people need people need access to the information that, you know, we got. So it's just important for me to do what I can do and help the community as best as I possibly can, because I know it was a it was a certain time I didn't know about these laws. So anytime that I can, I want to help y'all in the sense of how I wasn't helped, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's that update. Update number two, probably the last update. So the CAT MS Secrets course is launching on February 2nd. CAT MS Secrets, if you don't know, MS stands for Manufacturer Spending. So we don't only talk about consumer law. We also talk about manufacturer spending. We also talk about, you know, the traditional credit repair if you want that. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Oh, also too, I know I'm doing a consumer law private class, but if you one of those people, because I know we got we got a diverse amount of people listening to the podcast. Some of y'all is like consumer law, consumer law. Some of y'all is just like, okay, I'm just trying to fix my credit report, right? You don't even call it a consumer report or nothing. You 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 just on the traditional credit uh, credit tactics, right? And and that's fine. So I'm also going I'm also going to be doing a master class for that as well just because I want to cover all bases. So yeah, just be on the lookout for that. 
But Cat MS Secrets course is coming out. Right now, if you go to catacticsllc.com, if you go to the free MS 101 guide, you can, a lot of people don't know this, but you can literally get it for 90% off right now before, before the course actually comes out. So the course is coming out on February 2nd. So 90% off, you can get it for just under $100. It's, it's going to be $1,000 when it actually comes out. So I would definitely, if you're gonna if you're gonna get the course, I would definitely go over to that page, a free MS 101 guide, and go ahead and pre-order it, get on that list because it's like if you wait an extra day, depending on when you're listening to this, it can easily go from a one hundred dollar investment to a one thousand dollar investment. So don't play yourself. You paying for the same information, so you might as well get you might as well get the discount. For me personally, if I see something that's $1,000 versus $100 and it's the same information, I'm going to get the $100 option because what can you do with the $900? Okay, now we can go invest in $900. But if you just were lazy and you're like, oh, I'm just going to wait, it's going it's gonna to be there forever, you're going to end up paying $1,000 for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And not, that's not even to say or diminish the value of the course because the course is worth way more than $1,000. I ain't even going to hold y'all. Y'all going to see when y'all actually get, you know, get get your hands on it. But y'all have seen the past episodes I dropped on manufactured spending. So just just imagine what you're going to get. And at only $100, not even $100, $97. Like, come on. So, yeah, really just go ahead. If, if it's something that you were going to invest in, go ahead. If it's something you weren't going to invest in, then don't go ahead. You know, get it. Don't get it at the end of the day. Y'all got to realize, like, I already know everything I already put out in the course. So it, I'm helping you. Like, you getting the course or not getting the course, you doing, you just doing yourself a disservice. It, it doesn't affect me, to be honest. So get it or don't get it. I'm just letting y'all know about the opportunity. So, yeah, man, with that being said, we're going to listen to the message and we're going to get straight into the episode. Have you ever heard me quote something like 15 USC 1692C and you're probably like, what is this dude even talking about? Or maybe you understand it, but if you don't, 15 USC 1692C is a Fair Debt Collection Practices Act communication section. And I got more for you. I've conveniently created the Consumer Credit Laws 101 document, free document, which I put in a CAT Credit University. I think it's very important for us as consumers, you and I, to understand our power, and understand how to interpret these different laws, which is why I've created that document for you. So you can click the link in my bio, click the link in the CA Tactics LLC bio, and go get the free document. If you like the free document, you can invest in yourself and get the official document. Consumer Credit Laws 101, click the link in the bio, enjoy the episode. All right, listen, let's get straight into the episode. So you've probably been denied when you applied for something, let's say you apply for a credit card, and what happens when you get denied? Obviously, they send you just like a notice of you got denied. Unfortunately, you got denied or whatever. And by law, they're supposed to send you written explanation of why you got denied. And once you receive that letter that they send you, that's basically what we call an adverse action letter. So what I want to tell y'all today, we're going to go over 
adverse action and what that is and what you can actually do, you know, to finesse if you do get that denial. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, let's get straight into it. So I want y'all to write down 15 U.S.C. 1681A. We're going to go straight to the definition section. Remember, these laws, these consumer laws, it's a language, right? So you just want to break down the words, break down the knowledge, break down the language, and then you'll be able to get a better understanding of what you're actually looking at. So 15 U.S.C. 1681A which is the definition section of the FCRA. Remember, the FCRA is a Fair Credit Reporting Act, or 15 U.S.C. 1681, right? All right, so we're going to go down to K. So 15 U.S.C. 1681A, and then go all the way down to K. You can read along with me. So adverse action. It says actions included. The term adverse action. So I'm on the Cornell website. Right, it says Cornell Law School and everything. All you got to do is just Google 15 USC 1681. The Cornell Law School is going to open up. And that's not the only resource you could use, but it's just a resource that I use because it's free, it's easily accessible. Like, come on. All right, so the term adverse action, as you can see, it has something that you can actually click on. So when it comes to reading these consumer laws, I want y'all to have best practices as far as clicking on them. And just looking at what what they're actually saying, right? So the term adverse action, when I click on it, it says actions included. The term adverse action has the same meaning as in section 1691 D6 of this title. Okay, so we're in 1681A currently, right? But they talking about, let's go to 1691D number six. So before I even continue... I'm going to go over there. It's just what I do. I just be curious. Sometimes when you're reading these consumer laws, you can get you can get like caught in a rabbit hole just going off of different definitions. But you really want to understand and break down the language down to the T, right? So now what I would do is I would Google 15 USC 1691. I already have it conveniently, conveniently here for y'all. So 15 USC 1691, I think they said what? D number six. That's what we're going all the way to. So if you go to 15 U.S.C. 1691, it says scope of prohibition. I don't know if I've talked about 1691 on a podcast before, but I want y'all to write that down. 15 U.S.C. 1691, it talks about adverse action. So you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to understand that section in addition to 1681A, you know, K. And we're gonna get into it in a little bit, but in case that we don't, because you know sometimes my mind be all over the place. I also want y'all to study 15 U.S.C. 1681M as in Michael, right? Because that's going to help you as well as far as understanding adverse action and what your options are. So really just write all of these down. Even if you don't understand it right away when I'm talking about it, I know that because I know it now, sometimes I might be speaking about it too quickly without even recognizing I'm speaking about it too quickly. But just write it down. Listen to the episode multiple times until you get it and you'll be good. So it's 1691, scope of prohibition, right? So in 1681, they told us adverse action has the same meaning as in section 1691 D number six, right? So 1691 D number six. So what does D say? It says reason for adverse action, procedure applicable, adverse action defined, right? So if we go down to number six, So we see for purposes of this subsection, the term adverse action, 
it has that uh, little link thing I can click in. So let me just click it and see what it says, right? Okay, so it has the same thing as what I'm reading, so I can just go back. So the term adverse action means a denial or revocation of credit. Let me click on credit. What, is it, what does credit mean, right? So it says the term credit means the right granted. The right granted. Y'all know how powerful that is? Credit is your right. You have a right to credit. The right granted by a creditor to a debtor to defer payment of debt or to incur debts and defer its payment or to purchase property or services and defer payment, therefore. I don't want y'all to get caught up in all of the words, but the most important part I want y'all to take from that is that credit means the right granted. They started the definition by saying that. This is not something I'm making up. Look it up. Credit means the right granted. So just really keep that in mind. Keep in mind how powerful you are as a consumer. So, so the term credit means the right grant. So let's go back to the definition. So it says, for purposes of this subsection, the term adverse action means a denial or revocation of credit. A denial or, or revoking of your rights, right? Keep in mind what that's saying. A denial or revocation of your rights. It says, comma, a change in the terms of an existing credit arrangement. Changing the terms of your rights or refusal to grant credit. Being refused your right. Does that make sense? In substantially the amount or on substantially the terms requested. Such term does not include a refusal to extend additional credit under an existing credit arrangement where the applicant is delinquent or otherwise in default or where such additional credit would exceed a previously established credit limit. All right, so I want y'all to really, really pay attention to the first sentence, like I said. For the purposes of this subsection, the term adverse action means a denial or revocation of credit, a change in the terms of an existing credit arrangement, or a refusal to grant credit in substantially the amount or on substantially the terms requested. That is very, very powerful because it's letting you know that credit is your right. So y'all got to think about it. You go and apply to American Express, you apply to Bank of America, you apply to these financial institutions, and they they giving you a denial based off of something that's your right. Does that even make sense? To be denied your right? So the purpose of this episode, besides breaking down the language to y'all, I just want y'all, whether it is subconsciously or consciously, I want y'all to understand the power that y'all have as consumers. I want y'all to understand how crazy it looks to be denied credit because it is your right. Credit is your right. They want to teach you like, oh, credit is um, just the credit card. We, we're, we're the institutions that have all the power. But y'all, y'all know that banks are borrowers, right? And it goes back to the original creditor breakdown. I'm not going to break it down here just for the purposes of not making this episode too long. But just really understand that credit is your right. That's, that's the main thing I want y'all to take from that. So, but what does adverse action actually include? Before we actually even get into that, I just want to go to the top of 1691. And it just talks about adverse action again. So let's just read A. So activities constituting discrimination. So it's discrimination for, you know, it's discrimination for them to deny you, basically. It shall be unlawful for any creditor. What is a creditor? Let's look it up. 
So it says the term creditor means any person. Remember, any means no restriction. Any person who regularly extends, renews, or continues credit. Any person who regularly extends, renews, or continues credit. Remember, when it comes to the law, this is all language. Things are different. The term person can be different from how it's defined in the FDCPA, how it's defined in uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, how it's defined in the Truth and Lending Act. So just really understand and don't get so confused like, oh, wait, person means this, but person means this over here. Consumer is referred to as an adjective in the Truth and Lending Act, but consumer is referred to as just an individual in the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Or consumer is referred to differently in the FDCPA. So just really understand that the same word can have different meanings. This is how the law works. And Congress, when they wrote, the, when they wrote these laws, they're just letting you know how powerful you are. That's, that's basically just what it is. So the term creditor means any person who regularly extends, renews, or continues credit. Any person who regularly arranges for an extension, renewal, or continuation of credit or any assignee of a, an original creditor who participates in a decision to extend, renew, or continue credit. Remember that powerful word, or. When it comes to or, it means that you're deciding what side you're on. So creditor, in terms of how it's referenced here, the original creditor is you. Like I said, um, it goes back to that breakdown in the Truth and Lending Act. But creditor can also refer to these, these, uh, these banks that you're applying with. So just keep that in mind. But you, in fact, are the original creditor. Oh, dang, I exited out. Hold on. I went the wrong, to the wrong link. All right, so 15 U.S.C. 1691. So it shall be unlawful for any creditor, right? So any creditor means no restriction. So this could be Bank of America. This could be uh, Chase. It could be American Express, whatever. So just sub just substitute these words. Just substitute these words with, you know, what would make it easier for you to understand? So it shall be unlawful for any creditor. It shall be, un let's, let's just substitute as well. It shall be unlawful for Chase to discriminate against any applicant. But hold on, applicant has a definition as well. Remember, you got to break down these definitions. So the term applicant means any person. What do we say about any? Any means no restriction. Any person, meaning you, who applies to a creditor directly for an extension renewal or continuation of credit or applies to a creditor indirectly by use of an existing credit plan for an amount exceeding a previously established credit limit. Remember when I, when I told y'all directly and indirectly. Directly is like you, the person, right? But indirectly can be your name in all capital letters. That's your corporation. So just really understand the difference, right? And remember, it says any person, a person can be a natural person or a corporation or whatever. Right. So when it has that word, any, it means that it is no restriction. So there's no restriction to what an applicant can be. It could be you. It could be your organization, et cetera. So just really understand that. So Congress is letting you know that you have so many options. So when you're applying for credit as your person, as as your natural person, as your organization, that applies as an applicant. Just uh, keep that in mind. All right, so let's go back and read it again. You, you got to really break down these words. So while it might sound like we're reading a lot, you've got to really, really break it down. 
So it shall be unlawful for any creditor. Remember, we established what a creditor is. An example is Bank of America. It shall be unlawful for Bank of America to discriminate against any applicant. Substitute any applicant. So let's restart again. It shall be unlawful for Bank of America to discriminate against any applicant or you with respect to any aspect of a credit transaction. We already defined what credit was, right? Credit is your right. Credit is your right, right? So I want y'all to pull up 15 U.S.C. 1691. We're looking at A, activities constituting discrimination. I want y'all to pull it up because right now I'm about to just read it. I'm about to read it again, but I'm going to use substitutions because I want y'all to really, really get what they're saying right here. So if you don't have it in front of you, maybe you're going to be lost. So I encourage you, just Google it right now. Whatever resource you use to understand consumer law, get it ready. All right, I'm going to make my substitutions. It shall be unlawful for Bank of America to discriminate against you or me with respect to any aspect of my right granted transaction. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's unlawful for them to discriminate against you or deny you because credit is your right. You're the one that's extending the credit. How are they going to deny you for something that you're the one that created? Right. You're the original creditor. They had to come and get you your Social Security card, your credit card to actually get that credit. You're extending that credit to yourself. You are the original creditor. Just remember that. So, yeah. So they, they're basically just saying it shall be unlawful uh, with respect to any aspect of a credit transaction on the basis of race, color, religion, national origin, sex or marital status. Etc. Number two says because all or part of the applicant's income derives from any public assistance program or because the applicant has in good faith exercised any right under this chapter. Right. So the main thing I wanted y'all to come to, I want y'all to pay attention to 1691A3. Right. They can't discriminate against you or deny you because you've exercised your right under this chapter, right? Because I know I've spoke to somebody about it and they were like, oh, what if, what if they're like, oh, we're not gonna, we're gonna deny you because you know, you're using the law. It says it right here, 1691A3 is enough ammo for y'all to you know, go back and get them. They can't discriminate against you. They cannot discriminate against you because it's literally stated right there. So yeah, that's all I want y'all to take away from the 1691. So let's go back to 1681A, right? This, this credit stuff goes deep. I need y'all to really understand the language. And I'll just say too, if, you, if you're learning anything from this breakdown, this is basically what we're going to be doing in the Consumer Law Masterclass where I'm going to be breaking down the FCRA. I'll probably, do, I'll probably do Truth and Lending in a different class. I'll probably do FDCPA in a different class. But we're, we're talking about FCRA because I want to break it down for y'all so y'all understand the language. And then on top of that, I want y'all to use consumer law to get these deletions. Because I know not everybody wants to do the traditional credit repair. Some people want to do the laws just because they think the laws are cool. Some people want to do the laws just because they know the laws are powerful. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, go to my IG or and, and see what I posted as far as that post, or just, just DM me the word consumer if you listen in time before I actually do the class. But if you listen and I already did the class, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have the recording available on catactusllc.com and you can, you can get it for an investment. But 
I mean, you're going to want to get into the class because the class, the class is going to be cheaper versus the replay. So just keep that in mind. And then on top of that, if you get into the replay, you can't ask your questions directly. So yeah, just really keep that in mind. So we back at 1681A. K is adverse action. Remember, actions include the term adverse action has the same meaning as in section 1691D6 of this title. We just went on a rabbit hole, went over that, right? So I just want to go over one more part right here. And then I'm just going to end the podcast episode because I'm going to I'm going to cover the rest in the actual consumer law class. But adverse action. So 1681AK1A, we're, we're on B right now. Adverse action means, number one, or I, a denial or cancellation of an increase in any charge for or a reduction or other adverse or unfavorable change in the terms of coverage or amount of any insurance existing or applied for in connection with the underwriting of insurance. So what does that mean? So I says adverse action applies to insurance. Have we heard about adverse action applying to credit yet? No, we haven't. All right, let's go to number two or I or II. So adverse action means a denial of employment, a denial of employment or any other decision for employment purposes that adversely affects any current or or prospective employee, right? So it has a definition right here. So the term employment purposes, the term employment purposes when used in connection with the consumer report means a report used for the purpose of evaluating a consumer for employment, promotion, reassignment, or retention as an employee. So I'm going to stop right there because those two things lets you know adverse action does not apply to credit. What does adverse action apply to? It applies to insurance. It applies to employment. If it applies to insurance, it applies to employment. Did we hear adverse action applying to credit? No. Credit is your right. So they brainwashed us thinking that they could just reject us and then everything is all good. When it comes to the personal side, they're supp- they have to, by law, send you um, a denial letter or adverse action letter. When it comes to the business side, they don't, they don't, have, to, they don't have to do that. So really understand, if you just go apply for something right now and you get denied... You're going to get a denial letter or adverse action letter. The adverse action letter is going to let you know, like, okay, this is what happened. This is why we're denying you. And that's that's enough proof for you to really go ahead and go ahead about and getting your remedy. But I'm going to cover that more in the consumer law class. Um, if y'all don't listen on time, definitely you can go ahead and purchase that replay. Hopefully y'all got value from this episode. If you got value from the episode then, you know, you're definitely going to get value from being in the consumer law class. So with that being said, y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.